Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1, broadcasting live from River City Roll here in Scott's Edition. And you should know you could throw a party here at Scott at uh, River City Roll in Scott's corporate events, entertainment, private concerts, holiday parties, special occasions, happy hours, and more. And they've got a lot going on here. It's much more than just a bowling alley, a seasonal menu, hopping cocktail scene, dog-friendly patio that is covered and heated. And look, it, it's some cold weather here, but it does a really good job, the patio here at River City Rural of keeping you heated while you're watching some football and taking advantage of the $10 pitcher deal of River City Roll beer anytime there is a football game on. And Stubb, I told you uh, I cut my finger a little bit, so I put the over-under on my bowling today, my score at 95, and I am through uh, six frames here at 52. And But I did just roll a strike, so... Rolling pretty well, right. even though I've got this cut on my finger. I'm not at 100%, but, you know, I'm playing through the pain. This is my Jordan flu game today. Are you doing the uh, between-the-legs roll to keep your finger protected? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, not. Right. I'm doing everything that I've been taught. You know, I've told you guys before, we've got a professional bowler here at River City Roll. He's been teaching me, giving me some lessons, and I, I do feel like I'm getting better every time I'm here. So it gives me confidence, and it's a ton of fun, right? Usually when I'm in the studio, I go to commercial break, and, you know, Stubb is hounding me to do a luster read or stub wants me to do kitchen 33 or stubs like adam can you find some food in the kitchen i'm starving well here at river city roll when we go to commercial break i just bowl so it's a, it's a lot of fun here on a friday all right joining us right now for his friday segment every friday at 12 45 it is don't sleep on these picks presented by don't sleep energy don't Sleep makes you great. They support Bit Season and AWOD Radio. And from Bit Season, it is Drab T-shirt of the Sports Junkies. What's going on, Drabby? Hey, what's up, my man? How are we doing today? Happy Friday, man. How was your New Year's? Um, I was over at J.P. Flame's house, one of the junkies. J.P. is a great host. I took my wife. We were the last ones to show up to the party at 915 Everybody went home before midnight. I was upset about it. I don't understand it. What's the point of having a New Year's Eve party if you're going to have if you're going to go home before midnight? The whole point is to celebrate the new year. The new year does not start at 10:15 p.m. Doesn't start at 11 p.m. It starts at midnight. We all were waiting for the ball to drop, and I couldn't believe it. There were like six people left at midnight. That's so frustrating, and we're on the same page with this. You know, I brought it up on my show. If you stay in, that's fine. Stay in, go to sleep at 10.30, do you. If you leave your house, you cannot return until after midnight. Midnight. It's just unbelievable that people do that. I was here at River City Roll. Uh, it was a really cool party here. The ball dropped, and, and yep. I will say, people did roll out like 12.15, 12.30, but at least everyone stayed until the ball dropped. Well, that's fine. But if you go to a house party, someone's house where they're making preparations and it's a whole big thing and food and, and all kinds of stuff, and then you go home an hour after you get there, some people, a lot of people had already left before I even got there. When I walked through the door, uh, JP goes, you wouldn't believe how many people were here earlier. I go, earlier? It's 915. <laughs> I uh, love I that, man. Time, nonetheless. Yeah. And I bet JP had some, you know, decent food. I'm not going to say it was great. Remember, I didn't like the meatballs that he served last time he had a party. Yeah. I will continue to talk yeah. about this the meatballs were cold. You know, they were. No, this was catered food. It was pretty good. Okay. It was Puerto Rican food in honor of his mother. 
All right, so I bet it was decent food, but my lock of the week is that drab T-shirt on his long drive home to Ashburn stopped at either fast food or 7-Eleven. On New Year's Eve? Yeah, on, after midnight on the ride home, yes. I think we went straight home. No way. No way, dude. Are you I kidding mean, me? You missed your lock of the year 30 <laughs> minutes into the new year. <laughs> I think we went straight home. Oh, man. All right, all right. That, that's a curveball. What is your NFL lock of the week, Drab? I think my, my there's some juicy games out here. It's always a little difficult in Week 18 because you don't really know how inspired teams are going to be. There's a lot of backups playing. But there's one game that I got my eye on, and I think it's a difficult matchup for a team that needs a victory. I'm looking at the Packers-Bears game in Lambeau. <laughs> the Bears are not the team they were earlier in this year. In fact, they got one of the best defenses in the NFL right now. Jordan Love, he's hot, he's cold, he's hot, he's cold. You never know what to expect with these guys. I don't like the matchup at all for the Packers. The Bears have a chance to play spoiler here against their most hated rival, the Packers. And Justin Fields has everything to play for. If they win this game and he looks good again, well, the Bears have a big-time decision to make because he might be the guy and they might be sticking with him for another, for, you know, another year or for the fifth year or give him another contract after that. It's a massive game for Justin Fields, just as it is for the Packers to get in the playoffs. Now, look, I'm biased. I'm a Seahawks fan. I want the Packers to lose so the <laughs> Seahawks can get into the playoffs. But aside from that, I do think it's a really bad matchup for the Packers. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, and look, Justin Fields is playing for his job. I think Matt Eberflus, the coach, is playing for his job. The Bears have a lot to play for. Montez Sweat has something to play for. You know, he wants to continue to lead the Bears in sacks this year. So uh, that's an interesting game. My lock of the week is in the NFC East. And look, I think we all expect the Cowboys to defeat the Commanders. The Cowboys would then win the division. Uh, But the Eagles, I think, have something to play for here, and that's because If you've heard Philly Sports Radio at all this week, they're pissed at the Eagles. They're pissed at Nick Sirianni. A few callers have been asking for his job already, so I think the Eagles want to have a good performance. You had A.J. Brown speak out to the media. He's not happy. The line is 5.5 for Philly against the lousy New York Giants. I I think Philly covers that spread. That's my lock. I like that, but, but, but Tyrod always plays tough. He keeps his teams in games. I do. I would probably go with you on that one, and you're selling me a little bit. But I got to be honest. I'm a little excited about that rumor from Craig Carton that Bill Belichick could be the next coach of the Eagles. That would be <laughs> phenomenal. It would be great entertainment. We love a big story. Belichick on the Eagles so much better than Belichick out in L.A. with the Chargers, where nobody cares. Yeah, I, I kind of think Belichick's going to end up staying with New England, and they're going to get the oh, quarterback come on, of choice. That's over with. You, you, no, that's not happening. No, he's going to stay. He's going to stay in New England. That's you know, I'm I'm confident in that drab. Um, but let let's get to this Monday night game here, uh, the college football championship, Washington against Michigan. Explain to my audience uh, the bet that you have riding on this game. Back in July, I had a tingle. I've, uh, I've been a long time, a long time, Michael Penix fan. I just, I'm so high on him. I think whoever gets him in the NFL draft, I mean, I'm not kidding you. If I was the commanders, I'd take him two, two overall. Like, I, I'm that high on him. I think he's a superstar. Uh, I am that high on him that I placed a bet on the Huskies to win the national championship back in July. I think it was 40 to 1. I put 50 bucks on it that pays out $2,000. I'm actually a little bitter at them because I, there's some guys who put bets on them. I'm seeing on Twitter this week, like back in January and February of last year, 
and they paid out like 100 to 1, 80 to 1. I don't know why I got on on a little bit late. So I could be sitting on a lot more money, but my fifty bucks is, is, is to pay out two thousand dollars if the Huskies win on Monday night. Everyone's saying you got to hedge, Drab. You got to hedge. Put some money on the Wolverines. I don't know. I don't feel that. I don't want to root for the Wolverines in any sort of way. I don't want to lose money because I'm very, very confident that the Huskies are going to win on Monday night. I really like the matchup as the week goes on. Now, am I talking myself into this? Probably. But everybody said they were going to get crushed by Oregon in the end of the Pac-12 championship game. Everybody said the Longhorns were, uh, were going to destroy their defense. It never happened. The Huskies are playing really well right now, and it was a laser light show last week when Penix took on the Longhorns defense. 430 yards, two touchdowns, could have been way more. They ran a few more in. It's just so accurate unbelievable poise in the pocket and Michigan's defense has not faced an offense like Washington. They haven't even faced an offense anywhere close to Washington's. Michigan has not played a top 45 total offense team in the country yet this year. Ohio State was the best offense they played. They almost lost to Maryland, who was one of the other better offenses they played. I I just don't think Michigan's defense is just supposed to be this scary team that I should be afraid of as a guy who's rooting for the Huskies. I think Penix is the real deal. They have three pro, and I mean pro pros, NFL wide receivers in Odunzi, McMillan, and J- and Polk. It's just going to be a really tough matchup for the Wolverines, and, and the Michigan offense doesn't scare me at all. I mean, it's an yeah. afterthought. No, you, you just did a great job of, of talking me into believing in Washington. I'm just a hardball guy, and I think this is his year with Michigan. Uh, I, I disagree with you about the Michigan defensive line. I think they're going to be able to get after Michael Penix and sack him quite a few times. They brought down uh, Milrow of Alabama six times. It was the game changer on that final play, the way the defensive line just you know hopped through Alabama's offensive line and you know forced him to run into his own guy and, and trip down and fall. So I, I think it should be a very entertaining game, uh, but I am still going to pick Michigan. Do you have a sp- Sports tilt do it, of the Adam. week. I'm telling you, trust <laughs> Drab. They said the same thing about Texas. They said Texas has the best interior defense line in the country. You know how many times Penix was sacked against Texas? Zero. <laughs> he is. He's getting the ball out. He's got unbelievable poise. Let's go. Adam, I want you to rethink it. I want you to ride with me. It will be fun. Ride with me. It, it would be, believe me, it would be fun to ride with you, but I just, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm, oh, I'm sticking right. with my pick with Michigan. Um, but uh, but I want to hear your sports tilt of the week, or should I go first here? Because I've got a good one. Well, why don't you go ahead and go first? All right. So it, ha- it kind of has to do with your love for Michael Penix. I have been obsessed with with Caleb Williams since COVID when Grant Polson introduced me to Caleb and his father and he asked me to film his uh, you know, video of deciding to go to Oklahoma. Because of that, uh, Grant sent me all this B-roll from his high school performances and I've been obsessed with this kid since you know, basically March of 2020 and now he's already won a Heisman and it tilts me that in this world we live in, uh, and it's a lot of it is in this country, when anybody gets to the mountaintop, we love to tear them down. Right? This guy was a Heisman Trophy winner, and now everyone's saying, oh, he's too much of a baby. He paints his fingernails. He's not going to be good at the mm-hmm. next level. I've put my career on the line as an NFL quarterback evaluator. Caleb Williams will be a pro bowler within five years. You'll never hear me talk about the quarterback position ever again if that doesn't happen. 
right. Well, uh, Eric Bickle got his QB guru name uh, title taken away from him. You'll be next, my friend. I know, and that's my mentor. So, you know, if I fall along his lines, that, that's fine with me. But I'm just so confident Caleb Williams is going to come in and everyone's going to be like, wow, I can't believe we didn't see this coming. We all saw it coming last year, and then everyone decided to hate on him this year for no reason. All right, do you want to know my sports tilt of the week? Yeah. Jersey Jerry from Barstool <laughs> hitting a hole-in-one on a, on a simulator. And here's what, why I'm tilted. Not because it annoyed me. It was tremendous content, and everybody was riveted. I'm tilted because, honestly, Adam, it's such a simple concept. I can't believe I didn't think of it and have the junkies doing it. One of the <laughs> junkies trying to hit a hole-in-one on a simulator, the junkies – you know, cakes all those years ago stayed in a coffin for like three days or whatever it was. And I should have been thinking for a great bit for the junkies. And it's such an awesome, you can't leave the room until you get a hole in one. I was captivated by Jersey Jerry and rooting for him. And then Tom Brady's tweeting and Dwayne Wade's tweeting and everybody was into it. It was, it was one of my favorite moments of the entire week, but I'm just honestly a little upset that I didn't think of it first because it would be a great radio slash TV bit for the junkies. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the problem, though, is that you don't have any more bit players on the junks. You haven't replaced Awad, you know, and so, we, you know, Cakes can't do it every single time. I, I will say, though, Barstool does an incredible job of just, like, you know, captivating their audience with the dumbest things ever. You know, it's so know. weird. It's, it's, it's their specialty. They're really yeah. good at it. Yeah. No. Uh, so guy. what is Jersey Jerry right. going to do next near? Is he going to try to bowl a 300? Is that the bit? I, I think he's got to go on the Tonight Show. He's that famous now. <laughs> he really is. It's unbelievable. All right, man, have a good weekend. All right, bud. You too. Later, guys. Yep, that was Drab T-shirt from the Sports Junkies here for Don't Sleep on These Picks, presented by Don't Sleep Energy. If you need the energy to stay up and see your late-night picks go up in flames, see Drab T-shirts, $2,000 burn on fire when Michigan – defeats Washington. It's easy. Head over to don'tsleepenergy.com. Use the promo code AWAD Radio. That's A-W-A-D-D-R-A-D-I-O to save some cash. Your picks might go busto, but you'll be loaded with gusto. Don't Sleep makes you great. We appreciate your support. Love doing these bits every week with Drab and Valdez. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWAD Radio here on the new sports radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, for those who've been listening to the show, they know the new rule. On Fridays here at 910 The Fan, we roll, broadcasting live from River City Roll in Scott's edition. I think I did a good job setting the over-under. Game one, final score, 109. Uh, and that is with me finishing with two gutter balls. So I could have <laughs> done a lot better than that. Uh, but I, I guess I was going uh, for too much power on the last two rolls there. But, uh, yeah, a decent showing here at River City Roll, battling uh, the cut on my finger, playing hurt, playing through the pain. Uh, still had a few strikes and a few spares. And, I mean, it's just so much fun to be doing a radio show and bowling at the same time. And I know I'll be back here at River City Roll on Saturday night to check out the live entertainment and hopefully get a victory beer following the VCU game against George Washington. Uh, but right now we wanted to get into a non-sports topic that I found online. And, of course, it's a Florida man. Florida, Florida man, man sues Dunkin' Donuts. Well, if you want to understand this story completely, you should take a listen to the television broadcast. 
here. What was this? Was this CBS, NBC? Where was this? Uh, I, I guess it was just a, a news station in Florida. Yeah, let's I think it was a local. Tape. I think it was a local yeah. story here. Let's let's roll the tape. Florida man is suing Duncan, saying he was hurt by an exploding toilet at one of their chain locations. The man says he was left with severe and long-term injuries after the incident in Winter Park, Florida. He says the explosion left him covered in debris. Let's just leave it there. He says when he told an employee, they said they were aware of an existing problem with the toilet. Wow. So no bathroom jokes, please. Well, yeah, no, I mean, when, no, no so when no, someone no, said that, no, no, okay. no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, oh. we're not. No bathroom jokes. We'll save it for six o'clock. It's too early. <laughs> I'm a little upset with that broadcast right there. What, what do you mean? You, you no bathroom it. jokes. All right, fine. I'll do all the bathroom jokes. All right. Uh, I mean, are you kidding me right now? He comes out covered in debris, feces, and urine after getting a toilet exploding on him at Dunkin' Donuts. It's just an unbelievable story. Of course it happens in Florida. Of course it happens at Dunkin' Donuts. I'll tell you guys, I had a Saturday routine at Dunkin' Donuts when I was living in Arlington in Northern Virginia. Every Saturday I'd wake up, go for a nice walk to Dunkin' Donuts, get a large coffee and a breakfast sandwich. Stub, they used to have a two-for-five breakfast sandwich. It was like two uh, ham, egg, and cheese croissants. They were so good. Everyone I knew used to get them. Then, of course... They had to take them off the menu. We were stealing them from them. Two for five was too good of a deal. Uh, so I had to change it up after that. Now I usually get um, you know, bacon, egg, and cheese on a bagel. But I will say, the Dunkin' Donuts in Arlington always used to tilt me because the bathroom door was always locked. Oh, and I was so annoyed by that, right? Because that. you know, I'd come in, and I'm like, "All right, well, I'll I'll use the uh, restroom real quick while I wait for my you know sandwich to be made." And then you gotta, you know, oh, you gotta ask the employee what the combination is. I I think that's so annoying when companies do that, right? Oh, like, uh, if yes. you're going to lock your bathroom, well, then lock your front doors, and why don't you just not serve <laughs> any customers? Every big city does this, and and it's the worst for someone like me who who cannot make it very long. Yeah, and I I just need to I need to hop in a Chipotle for a second, but oh, yeah. I need to go grab a key, and I gotta just I like make a make a public bathroom or or figure it out. I, I right. hate I well, hate well the reason the like reason that. they're locking their doors is because they have the no sign that says rooms are for customers only, and, and I I just say look. If that's your rule, then lock your door and you don't deserve to serve any customers, all right? Because I just think it's so stupid, you know, especially when it's like a, a tough four-digit number, right? Like 1036, and you're like, what? And then you got to go back to the guy while you're holding your pants. Hey, man, I forgot the number. What was the code again? And it's and then, you know, the next guy's knocking on the door, and he's like, hey, what's the code? I, you got to ask the front desk. Don't ask me for the code. It's just the most annoying thing ever. Um, but let's four. get back to this. Duncan story here in Florida. And um, so the lawsuit is going against the coffee chain, and the man's name is Paul Koryak, and he is seeking $50,000 in damages after he said that he suffered severe and long-term injuries following an explosion of the toilet. Now, I've had an explosion on the toilet, but I've never had an explosion of the toilet. I mean, what do you think that even feels like? I mean, does it, does it feel like a, a bomb is bursting on, on your butt? I mean, hopefully he was standing and not sitting when this yeah, incident it, took place. Was it like a bidet, you know, like a very right? powerful bidet? <laughs> <laughs> doing, right? doing the opposite the, of what I you wonder, wanted to? <laughs> like, were, were there sparks, right? Was there a fire? Or was it like, you know, those videos we've seen where some Somebody's in a porter potty, and a porter potty gets knocked down, and everything's flying Ooh, all over the I place. I feel that. 
but like with a little extra porcelain in there. Yeah. You know, I, you know I, the, yeah, no, I'm with you. The other part of this story that is very interesting to me is that when he sought help from the employees, they told him they were aware of the issue prior to the incident. Um, I mean, are you kidding me, Dunkin' Donuts? Up. Right? So you know there's a problem with the toilet. Well, then at that point, lock the door and put a sign over it and says, out of order, right? I mean, it, it should be pretty simple. Yeah, that so, that that, that uh, cashier or whatever should not have said they've known. That's not going to be helpful for Duncan yeah. in this lawsuit here. But, hey, man, when you got to go, you got to go. And maybe there was a sign, and maybe maybe he just really had to, you know. Yeah, I, just, no, see, I, the thing is, I don't want people to, like, vomit when they're listening to this or pull off on the side of the road because it's so disgusting. But just imagine yourself in the bathroom and all of a sudden, a bomb goes off. It feels like it's the start of World War Three, and there's a lot of brown flying all over the place. And, and uh, I mean, that's just so nasty to me. I mean, I would immediately throw up. I would absolutely sue Duncan. I like honestly, I would probably not leave Duncan Donuts that day until they gave me like a thousand dollar gift card, yeah. right? I, I would say, hey, I'm calling the police, and I'm not leaving. I mean, it's just it's a it's a wild story, and of course it happens in Florida. Yeah. And you can just, be hopeful, uh, of course. You can be hopeful that it was pre um, pre that, and and yeah. that he in it, it had been flushed, and maybe it was a pretty clean explosion because it could have all yeah, been flushed. Yeah, but that's not that's not what down. the report says oh. though. The report does it says the word feces and urine, and mm. so um, yeah, I mean you can uh, get your own I, conclusion. I there. guess at least it was his own. I would imagine. Not uh, that no, that, no, no, no. See, I, I think so it what, was. It came out. You know, uh, it was, was backup. There was, was a, a lot deep of backup. Rooted, like it, it was uh, under yeah, the ground. It, it was under the ground. Came from the plumbing system, and um, it just exploded. That's yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, I, yeah. If you, if you want me to paint a picture for you real quick, um, I will paint a picture. I expect a lot of brown to be in that bathroom. Yeah, so uh, that's yeah, that's the picture. I hope I painted it for Thank you. you. Um, Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Speaking that. of painting pictures, did you hear that? I guess snow projections are gone now. They're gone. I told we were, you. We, we were supposed to get the first snow of the season this weekend. Is, is it go, is it going to be I, hot now? I checked this morning. It, it's going to rain. It's going to rain. Okay. I, I yeah. That's I never believe. That's kind of what you predicted, right? Is yeah. It was we would get precipitation, but it wouldn't be cold enough for it to turn into snow. I yeah, I, I, not to not to go back, but what would what would you do in the situation of the Florida man? <laughs> like, like right, like I I, I I I thought about it, and and I'm I guess I'm in there. I'm grabbing all the toilet paper rolls just to kind of <laughs> clean myself off. Yeah, you know, I'm, taking time, I'm taking my clothes. I'm taking my clothes off, and I'm I'm leaving boxers and socks, and I'm walking out, and I, I'm screaming at people. Like I'm, I mean I I am yeah. I'm making a scene. I'm making, I'm making a bigger scene that was already in, than was already in that bathroom. Like I am. But do you? Yeah. You're you're covered in and let's say the the spill in this Duncan. Yeah. Do you? You're opening that door into the into the crowd of people at this Duncan. You're letting them know what happened. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm wiping every door handle I see. You know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm leaving them. I'm leaving a bigger mess than when I came I, in. I, I want everyone I to know I that could, I was screwed. I don't think I could yeah. have the eyes on the public of me after that. Yeah. I I, what, yeah. I don't want the pretty ladies of Dunkin' Donuts to be looking at me, cov- covered in, covered in that. Yeah. Have you ever I, I, had I'm that kind of situation in you in your own house, though? Maybe not an explosion uh, of a toilet, but uh, have you ever had it where you know 
Uh, it's just a very messy bowel movement. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I believe me, I have. Um, I, I like. I think every man by their thirties has one of these, you know, bowel movements where you have to hop right into the shower. I, I think if you're a man really? in your thirties, you've experienced that. Stub, you're too young for this. I guess. You, you know, you're still wearing your diapers. Uh, no. <laughs> I've had some unsettling splashbacks. I would yeah. say. Oh, really? Uh, you, oh, yeah. You never that is like the worst. those. Yeah, those are the worst. Yeah. Um, have but. you ever t- have you ever taken a double decker? I've always wanted to do that because we hear about it in movies all the time. I can never say yeah, that I've hated somebody enough to do that, but I've thought about it. No, like I you know, just remove that. the top of it, stand on the toilet seat, and you know, drop a double deucer. You know, why that's, not? That's clean water. You can drink that yeah. water up there. Oh, fun oh, fact for those in an emergency. Yeah, fun situation. fact. I would bet you. A, I would bet you a thousand dollars that you won't drink that water on air. I won't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, not gonna yeah. Do, I'm just saying. If, yeah. If you're Fun in an, fact: if Stubb you're is in a an, liar. In, I'm not lying. I'm just saying. If you're in an emergency situation, yeah, you can drink that water. It's a public service announcement. Yeah, it's no, no. It is. No. I I could be um, life you know, or death. Tom you're not Hanks, drinking that water. I could be Tom Hanks in Castaway. I I would drink my own water uh, than that water. Yes, not touching that. No way in hell. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna have to run to the bathroom and vomit just thinking about. I'm now I'm thinking about the, Stub, you know, in an emergency here. The water, it's the end of the world movie, and, and Stub's going. Oh no, it's all right. The We've water got the toilet in water. The we can all drink. Decker is no different than sink water. Yeah, yeah. Until I drop a double decker on you, you know, what, Stub. <laughs> don't invite me over. You've got a double decker coming your way. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the New Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. <clears throat> here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for VCU basketball. Ram Nation, you can hear all the VCU Hoops games right here on 910 The Fan with an extended pregame show this year starting at 3.15 tomorrow before VCU faces off against GW. Phone lines are open throughout the show. 833-804-0910. Call AWOD. You can talk NFL, college basketball, college football, hype up that championship game, or any other sports you've been watching. 833-804-0910. You can be the quarterback or the head coach of this segment. You can always tweet us your thoughts at AWOD Radio or at 910 The Fan. And Stubb, it's good to be uh, it's good to know when we're making a difference here when our opinion is heard. And Justin responds to me on Twitter and he says, I just heard your response. Remember, Justin was the one that tweeted us yesterday, said, It's not a winning culture if you're rooting for a loss, but he says, I agree with you. Since there is a coaching change coming, given the incoming staff a little more leverage is fair play. But he says, I only want the number two pick so it can be traded back for even more picks. And I do think there is a part of this fan base that does want to ride with slinging Sammy Howell for another season, right? I mean, we've done this game before where we give up on quarterbacks too early, right? I mean, I guess you could argue we gave up on Kirk Cousins too early. Now look at the success that he's been having in Minnesota was really having a good season before he got hurt this season, and we're seeing the difference as they have gone through a ton of backups since he got hurt. If you want to chime in, 833-804-0910. Black Monday is, of course, the first Monday following the NFL regular season. There are a ton of possible head coaching departures. Number one on the list, Stubb, can you guess it? What do you think it is? Would it be our very own Ron Rivera? It would be our very own... 
Commanders head coach Ron Rivera. Another guy on the list, according to NFL rumors, is the Falcons head coach Arthur Smith. And I've heard reports that he could be on his way out. Uh, Certainly, uh, a lot of people questioned his use of B. John Robinson after drafting him in the first round of this last uh, NFL draft. They've used him more as a pass catcher than a running back. He's going to go under his running back total for the season in terms of yardage uh, throughout the season. And look, it was Arthur Smith that kept going to Desmond Ritter when he obviously wasn't the guy. How many times did they go back to Ritter instead of giving Heineke an opportunity? Now, they do have a chance to get into the postseason, but they need to beat the Saints and they need the Bucks to lose to the Carolina Panthers. I think there's a chance that he's out as well. Another rumor is Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell. I'm going to put the, um, the kibosh on that. I'm going to say no. Give me a dong for that one, Stub, here. Look, at this is a Minnesota team that has had a lot of success under Kevin O'Connell. He's done a really good job of coming in and working well with quarterback Kirk Cousins. And you just can't really understand what the Vikings were trying to do this season because Kirk Cousins got hurt. And I get it when he was playing, the team wasn't very good. But then they went on that win streak and got back to 500 and had that big Thursday uh, Thursday night win where Kirk looked really good. So I don't think Kevin O'Connell is going to be out of a job. I think it's unlucky, the circumstances that he had to deal with uh, this season. And look. There's still a possibility. You're saying there's a chance you can grasp if you're a member of Skull Nation rooting for the Vikings for the postseason. Uh, Bucks coach Todd Bowles, I don't see that happening. Saints coach Dennis Allen, maybe I could see that happening because uh, the Saints just have not had a ton of success this season. He kind of swung and missed on a quarterback with Derek Carr, kind of looks like. Uh, I do not like NFL rumors putting out Pete Carroll of the Seahawks. Stubb, I don't think there's any chance that that happens here. I mean, this is a Seahawks team that, yes, they were in a good position and controlled their own destiny, and that changed with a few bad losses. Uh, but they had the injury to Geno Smith. Then Drew Locke came in. Then they went back to Geno Smith. And I, I still believe that this Seahawks team is performing better than the talent they have on their roster, right? I mean, we still don't know who their franchise running back is. Is it Kenneth Walker? They don't really have a good tight end or slot receiver. The defensive side of the ball seems to always be dealing with an injury. And, oh, yeah, they've been up and down at the quarterback position. So I think Pete Carroll's gotten a lot out of the Seahawks. Whether they make the playoffs or not, I still think he's in charge. Titans and Mike Vrabel, you know, that is an interesting one. I've seen that rumor for a long time. Um, I believe he's going to stay with the Titans. I I heard a rumor that, hey, maybe Bill Belichick leaves the Patriots, giving them an opening to go reach out to Mike Vrabel, the Super Bowl-winning linebacker with the Patriots, uh, keep him in the AFC but move over from Nashville with the Tennessee Titans to the Patriots. Um, I I just think they, they, they run it back one more time with Mike Vrabel in charge, Derrick Henry as the running back, and that solid defense. I think they give it another shot and probably roll with Will Levis next season. And then we mentioned it. Patriots coach Bill Belichick. Stubb, what do you think? I've been saying I believe he stays in New England, but the rumors are getting louder. The reports are becoming more prevalent. It's tough. Uh, I I need to talk to my Patriots friend about this, but I I don't know. that He's been there for so long, and I think he's so close to beating that record. I, I feel like he only leaves if he wants to. I think that's right. my... And, and look, it might come down to what happens this weekend, right? So 
if the Patriots beat the Jets and they fall back to the fourth spot in the draft, maybe they do do a complete reset and move on from Bill Belichick. If they lose, the Commanders win, and they end up with the two uh, slot in the NFL draft and they can get that franchise quarterback that would put them back in the right direction that they were in with a guy like Tom Brady, uh, I think you keep Bill Belichick because the defense was still flying around the field it's just so simple when it comes to the Patriots this season. The quarterback position failed them. Mac Jones is not the guy. Bailey Zappi's not the guy. Whoever they've thrown in this season has not been the guy at all. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens Black Monday with the possible head coach departures. But uh, you can lock me in on Ron Rivera being fired and Arthur Smith being fired. Those are my two that I feel confident about. Stubb, you want to put anything out there on your confidence prediction? I, I'm really only confident in uh, Washington losing Ron. Yeah. Uh, I've not been following the, the coaching situations too much on other people. It's really hard to tell. A lot of the teams you named are teams that might get into the playoffs or are very likely to, and I, I, it's hard to say that they'd get rid of them. And I really yeah. surprised. I think Pete Carroll is the one I'm most confident in staying. Yeah, me too. It seems like All they right. love that guy. Yeah, no, they they do. Um, and but may, maybe if they lose to the Cardinals, you know, uh, and they miss the playoffs, then they will make a tough decision. But yeah, no, I'm I'm not confident in saying Pete Carroll will be fired. Uh, but the other two guys, I've got decent amount of confidence. It is that time. Let's get to AWOD certified NFL game of the week. This is AWOD certified game of the week. Officially recognized as the NFL game this weekend that is certain to meet the qualifications or viewing standards set by football guys around the country. Touchdown! 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 Diving for the left pylon. He's in for the touchdown. Guaranteed to be a football guy's football game. All right, we've been up and down throughout the season here with the certified game of the week. You know the bit. We're, we're trying to certify that NFL fans around the country will enjoy viewing this football game, no matter the teams, uh, whether your favorite team is included or not, no matter what we expect this game that we choose to be the certified game of the week will be the most entertaining game of the weekend. We're talking high scoring. We're not talking defense. We're talking about quarterbacks throwing the ball all over the field. We're talking about big plays. We're talking about a game that will come down to a wire, and people will be talking about Monday in the office. And so for this week's certified game of the week, I'm going to rewind to week three. Washington was 2-0. and the Buffalo Bills were 1-1. One and one. They were traveling to Washington, and I think we all said here in D.C. and in Richmond, if the Commanders can win this game and get to 3-0, and we could be talking about a legit contender. Well, what happened? The Buffalo Bills came out swinging 137-3. They continued that momentum the following week as the Miami Dolphins came to town. They jumped on the Dolphins offensively in the first quarter with 17 points. And rode that to a 48-20 victory. The Dolphins are going to be looking for revenge. The Bills are looking to get to the postseason. It is win and you're in for Buffalo lose. And you might not even be a wild card team. So AWOD certified game of the week is Sunday night football. 8.20 p.m. kickoff on NBC with the Buffalo Bills traveling to the Miami Dolphins. You can lock that in. Save a note on your phone be the certified game of the week in the NFL. There are a couple decent games on Saturday. There are a couple 1 o'clock games that are worth tuning into on Sunday. 
but Sunday night football is going to be must-watch television. I think people sleep about uh, sleep on how cool Hard Rock Stadium looks on TV in Miami, Florida, home of the Dolphins. It's an awesome stadium. I've always wanted to visit it. You know, you can get in the pool and hang out with a couple chicks in bikinis while you watch some football. That sounds terrific, and it's going to be an awesome quarterback matchup with Tua against Josh Allen. Hopefully Tyreek Hill will be good to go, and he'll uh, match up uh, with the Bills starting corners. I'm interested to see how James Cook will play. I think he could be the X factor in this game here, as I think Miami will most likely still be without Raheem Mostert, who missed last game with an injury. And and James Cook has just been so good all season long, and it feels like his production has increased throughout the second half of the NFL season. So I've already picked the Dolphins to win this game, uh, or excuse me, the Bills to win this game, but I do think it's going to be a really entertaining back-and-forth game. The over-under set at 45 and a, 48 and a half. Take the over. I think this one's in the 30s for both teams. Uh, it's going to be plenty of touchdowns. Uh, give me the Bills to win this game in AWOD certified NFL game of the week. If you disagree or want to bring up another game that you believe will meet the viewing standards of NFL fans around the country, call in 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back with Play to Win. Welcome back. <clears throat> I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for VCU basketball, and I love being part of the radio broadcast team alongside Robbie Robinson and Rodney Ashby. It really is a dream come true uh, for myself being a 2015 VCU alum uh, back here, you know, seven, eight years later, uh, now working on the radio team. It's 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 a ton of fun. I really love doing uh, the pregame show live from the Commonwealth Room. Shout out to all the AWOD Army listeners who have come up to me in the past and introduced themselves and said they listen to the listen to the show. And I, I always appreciate people giving me a feedback. You know, we had one guy say, AWOD, I want you to talk more Caps and Wiz. We don't get enough of that in Richmond. One guy said, AWOD, talk more Steelers. I love when you go around the NFL. So I love to get feedback and, and meet with uh, listeners, members of the AWOD Army. So if you see me around at the Siegel Center, please uh, take the time to come and say hello. It really does make my day. As um, Like I said, this is a great dream come true, doing this radio show every day, getting to talk about the teams that I love. And the reason I got into radio is because I always love to tell the story. My dad let me borrow his phone after Redskins games and call into radio shows, you know, Kevin Sheehan, Al Galdi, and give my take on why the team won or lost. So we always like to make it an interactive radio show. Phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. And then when I started working on the Sports Junkies, I got a bit of airtime, and I wanted to jump on it. And so I asked and I begged Chris Kynard, the program director, to give me an opportunity. And he said, well, we've got 1580 AM CBS Sports Radio, and there's a slot at 9 AM if you want to host with a few of your friends. So we started Play to Win the podcast in 2015 with my former interns, Andrew Passaro and Jeff Gilly. And then when they moved on to different jobs, we continued it uh, with my buddies Brian, Kevin, and James. And so I wanted to keep the Play to Win podcast alive here. And so I turned it into a segment on this show where we go through the best 
moments of the week, the winners of the week, the players of the week, the winning moments of the week, and the winning teams of the week. And so if you've been listening to the show since I started here in Richmond, you know this was a, a fun segment that Sneaky Cheek, Adam Cheek, loved to prepare. You know, He always had his favorite NASCAR moments and NHL games uh, that he wanted to introduced to the audience here in play to win but now it's Stubbs' turn to take over this segment with the first play to win of the year here in 2024 let's roll the tape oh all right i thought we were doing names first give me one second. no 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 run the uh yeah run the sounder for play to win we gotta oh, have the yes, sounder yes. to run the segment give me yeah. one second yeah yeah, yeah. no take sorry, your time here that. i'll bowl right. a little bit all right you know, I'll I'm, roll I'm, a little bit. we're ready to go all right <laughs> okay All right, what you got for us, Stubb? It's time for Play to Win. All right. So, for the player of the week, I put someone that I was not aware of until <laughs> uh, three days ago. I'm giving it to Caitlin Clark for that yeah. huge winning shot at the very last second for Iowa. Just got to give it to her. Everyone was talking about her. Yeah, She's been on well, everyone's map. Everyone I think this radio. is going to be like a, a broken glass moment for you, Stubb, because you're getting into the sports world. You're starting to watch SportsCenter and ESPN, and you, you bought Madden to get into the NFL. Watch. You're going to see and hear Caitlin Clark's name all the time. Now that you know who she is, you're going to hear about her a ton, and that was an awesome game-winning shot over Michigan State from the logo, certainly deserving of Player of the Week. Absolutely. Next, winning team of the week. Now, they, it wasn't a hard matchup for them, but I feel like this is the game that everyone said, Wacky Flacky's back. I'm giving yeah. it to the Browns. They've <laughs> had four starting quarterbacks. They're 11-5. and five. Like, I, I don't know how you do it. I, I had to give it to them. And, and yeah. just a dominant performance against the Jets. No, it is unbelievable how the Cleveland Browns have been able to play so well this season. Uh, you know, also, not only did they lose their starting quarterback, who – has not been that good in Deshaun Watson. They lost their starting running back in, in, uh, in Nick Chubb, and they had to go with Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt and a little bit of wacky flacky thrown for 300 yards and three touchdown passes. They're on a four-game win streak. Not only are they going to get into the playoffs, but I think they're a scary playoff team with how good that defense is with Miles Garrett. I, I Look, I'm not going to pick them to win a playoff game, right? Uh, I'm not going to pick them to go to Jacksonville or to go to Kansas City and, and win a game or, or maybe even go to Buffalo. But I do think they're going to be entertaining and, and keep it close no matter who they end up playing against. It's a good pick. Yeah. You know what? I will pick them to win that first game. Oh, right. oh. My sports tilt How much money are you putting on the oh, line there, buddy? Money on <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that. Yeah, that was a confidence move yeah. there. All right. Uh, sports tilt of the week, the Lions' final moments. I mean, yeah. I truly a rage grew within me watching them beat the Cowboys and then lose to the Cowboys through one of maybe one of the the worst referee mistake of the season. Yeah, I mean, I really want to see what Dallas would have done with 23 seconds left. They do have a really good kicker. Dak was having a good game. Maybe they get down the field and send it to overtime, right? But uh, or, or you end up winning it. Sorry, um, but I also I, I I really keep going back to that moment and I think yes, number one, the NFL was rigged. 
Number two, I'm starting to think Dan Campbell's an idiot. Like, why would you go for two again from the seven-yard line when you've already wasted your best play? It, I think that was an idiotic call yeah, there by the a... head coach. He obviously doesn't play Madden, right? <laughs> now Stubb plays Madden. He knows you can send the game to overtime there. Um, so, yeah, it's a great sports tilt of the week. I, I totally felt the same way. There was, like, an anger inside of me where I felt like, well, this is rigged. No, I, I, I've done more fake, uh, fake go for two extra points than uh, actual extra points in Madden. So uh, I might be a Dan Campbell when I play that game. Um, my sports smile of the week, something that makes me smile, is Ovi's back. He's making yeah. goals. It's been a while. Yeah. It's back yeah. up there. And we can thank Michael Phillips for that, right? Because yeah. he didn't believe Ovi was going to break the record. Uh, but now he's doing well. He's I think, it, what is it, three goals in the last I, six I think it was, games? and it should have been four. So yeah, we, four. We, we can be, that's a, something to smile about. Game it winning is. moment of the week. Uh, yeah, Michigan. and and oh, wait, yeah, yeah. and Ovi's smile, he's missing teeth, so yeah. it's a good <laughs> smile. It's a, of the it's week. a good yeah. smile from him. Uh, game winning moment of the week. I'm going to give it to the Michigan overtime drive against Alabama. It's a huge yeah. game. Everyone's eyes were on it. It was an overtime win. Got to give it. Scored in like two plays. I yeah. mean, it really was cool. Beautiful moral victory of the week. And it was an actual victory, but I think it was more morals than anything. Was the Pistons ending their losing streak with a win? Yeah. That's yeah. got to feel good, I guess. I don't, you're still down, I don't know, 28 well, the, games. Yeah, but. I mean, they're going to uh, they're going to end up with the number one pick probably uh, in the NBA draft if the lottery goes in their favor. Uh, but, yeah, no, at least we can say Wizards are not the worst team in the NBA. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, the final one, the sore losers of the week, Eagles fans. Come on, guys. Yeah. You have an 11-5 and team. Stop yelling at the head coach. <laughs> Right. They literally want Nick Sirianni fired. They uh, do not like A.J. Brown all of a sudden now. Uh, there, There is something going on there where, you know what, let's reach out to a, an Eagles reporter uh, to get them on the show next week here because uh, win or lose because there is something that's brewing inside that Eagles locker room. And, uh, I look, I think that they're going to be fine when we get to the playoffs, when we get to the, the offs, right? The Eagles are still going to be one of the top teams in the NFC. I've said I believe you will get Eagles 49ers in your NFC championship game. But at the same time, there's something going on there where, you know, if they get a bad matchup, I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, lost by two touchdowns or something like that in the postseason. It just feels like uh, there there's a crack right now in the Eagles locker room. And maybe it is Nick Sirianni not getting the uh, love from the players that he deserves here. And, I mean, it's been three seasons. He's already taken them to the Super Bowl in the playoffs twice. What are they mad about here? Yeah, I think Philly fans need to understand how to be happy with an 11-5 and team. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, you get to watch games and see them win. We have not been experiencing that here. Yep, so that was play to win each week. We put together the best audio of the week. We love audio here on this radio show. So here are the calls for the player of the week, winning team of the week, sports tilt of the week, and more on play to win. Inside the five, still turning to the one, lunges across the goal line, touchdown Ravens! So I do know that Decker reported. I do know that Dan Skipper did not. And I do know that they said that Dan Skipper did. Touchdown for Taysom Hill. I thought we did a lot of great things today. Got a little bit of a block. 40, 45. Oh, on the right side, line 40. 35, 30, 25. Travis Etienne still on his feet. Travis Etienne to the goal line. Touchdown. You know, every guy left it all on the field. Love looks, airs it out. Oh, down the middle. Got his man. Touchdown. Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed. Just broke the rookie receiving record.
record. Thinking about ways we could have been better. Joe Flacco got hit. He rolls out of the hit. He runs it. Then he throws it. And Ford caught it at the 30, at the 20, at the 15, at the 10, at the 5. He's still going. And he folds it right in. Touchdown, Jerome Ford. A play you will not believe. Throw him on the feet of Edgecombe. Fire. Shot, what a play. Beautiful pass right there. Protus to Stroll to Ovi in the wheelhouse. Alex Ovechkin from the right point. 41.8 to go. Oh, baby, it's four. To Zion. Who is going to throw it down with a left hand? Under. Drives the baseline. Gets out of line. Reverse. Plunging right-handed hammer. Grabs a piston. For the first time since October 28th, have won. Joel with the dish, triple-double. The fans are aware of it. Curry with the ball. Backs up, shoots over. Gogo Batazzi. He turned away. He was going back up the floor. He knew it was going in. Long lead. Dunk for the right-hand sledgehammer slam. Clark for the win. Yeah. Honestly, when it left my hand, I knew it was going in. So. Keeper, and they pitch it to him. Touchdown as Wilson. Walks in. It's what it means to these guys, to our players the most. Williams in motion, low snap. Melrose stopped. Michigan makes a stand. Ewers loves it up, and it is incomplete. Washington hangs on and wins. She took off my pants, but then I turned on the TV. And that's about the time she walked away from me. Nobody Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOTER Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for the Washington Commanders. And the 2023-2024 season finally comes to a close this Sunday when the Commanders face off against their arch rival, the Dallas Cowboys. Joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline is Sergeant Snyder in the AWOD Army. Rick Snyder, what's going on, Rick? Oh, uh, again, the, the guns are going silent soon, and we'll see what uh, who survives. <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to be interesting. I, I kind of feel like Ron Rivera is going to be out of a job, and probably Eric Bieniemy as well. Even though I would like him to stay here in Washington, I think he's done a good job. I just think the defense held this team back. I mean, what do you think? Do you like Bieniemy to stay? I don't think he will, but I liked him a lot. I mean, I had a video today on Rick Snyder's Washington. I said I would have loved to have worked for somebody like Eric Bieniemy because while he was tough on you, he got the best out of you and he supported you. What more can you ask? And, you know, there were days that he didn't call a good game. There's no doubt. And, you know, he had to learn some things too. But overall, I I saw him more as a positive and if they hire a defensive coordinator to be the next head coach, uh, I think the guy should at least look at it. Um, but you never know if they're bringing their own person. Rick, you've covered this team for a long time. Do you think this is a tough decision for Commanders fans this Sunday of who to root for? Or is it easy? Let's root for Dallas to have another butt whooping and get that number two overall pick. It is a really strange mix. Uh, I've seen all week of people talking. You know, most people really want that number two draft pick, which they may get. They lose. Uh, but a lot of people want to see him beat Dallas, you know. And, and if they do, I haven't seen how far they'll drop, maybe as far as nine. 
Um, a lot of people just want that number two. In a way, I'd rather see him beat Dallas and not have that two because if they go for somebody like Caleb Williams, I think that could be a disaster. And I think it's too risky a pick uh, for some people. And I don't know who's going to come in and make the pick. But, you know, it takes that out of your hands if you don't have that pick. Yeah. Well, I know you're you're not the biggest Caleb Williams fan, but I've been saying I'm putting my career as an NFL quarterback evaluator on the line. I believe in this kid, Caleb Williams. I think he's going to be a pro bowler within five years. So not only do I want the number two overall pick, I want to trade up to number one. Because we talked about this last week, and I, I felt like immediately, oh, if the Bears have number one, they're going to dangle it over us and, and say, oh, we'll give it to New England unless you get it, and they'll fleece us. But as I think about it, the more and more I think about it, I really want Caleb Williams, and the only way I think you get him is if you have number one overall. So that's what I'm in for, Rick. I think he's a big-time sucker pick and will be bounced out of the league within a few years. <laughs> tell, me why, tell me why you think he's that good. Where I've watched the film. I've seen the off-the-field stuff. I just think he's not going to mentally handle the league, and I don't think he's that talented overall. Well, he's been in a weird scenario here, right, where coming out of high school he was a very high prospect, went to Oklahoma, then got thrown into the lineup because of an injury and had a lot of success, went to USC, followed the head coach with him, obviously took millions of dollars in NIL money, and because of that it might have changed his personality a little bit, but I do think he is one of those guys that wants to be great. When he gets to the NFL, I I think he's going to – put things aside, and really focus on improving his mechanics. But I just think people aren't giving him enough credit for his athletic ability. I think he's the closest thing we've had in the college game to a guy like Patrick Mahomes, the way he runs around and throws sidearm and can keep a play alive. He's like a shorter Josh Allen to me with the Mahomes-type athletic ability. And so I'm just all in on this kid. And Look, I get it, Rick. A lot of people love to bring people down when they're at the mountaintops, but let's not forget, he was at the mountaintop last year when he was the Heisman Trophy winner for a team that didn't have a defense. He was putting up 45 points a game. Okay, so I've been, this will be my 50th training camp this summer. And I don't pretend to be a scout, but I know what I'm looking at. Why do you think Chase Young failed? Well, I think it was probably the mindset. Yes. That he, that he had already arrived, right? Right, and that's where Kale Williams' downfall will come to. I see a lot of warning signs on this. You know, the money, you should, players should never worry about the money because it's there. You know, it's there. It's there and more. When Chase is talking about he's missing camps because he's got to do commercials, what a red flag that was. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that was a Russian red flag. That was a Chinese red flag flying <laughs> over us. I mean, it, it was like, wow. And you don't understand. Your second contract will be humongous if you're playing well. And Chase fell into this trap. And I think he's looked like junk over in San Francisco overall. And, and God help the people that sign him, you know, to be honest. Uh, and I think Caleb Williams is a lot of that. Talking about he wants a piece of the franchise. Well, number one, you can't do that. It's a salary cap violation. You know, somebody should have known that and told him already. You know, yeah. he's chasing he's chasing the money. He's not chasing the team. It's okay to want the money. This is a capitalist society. I have no problem with that. But I don't see his mind right. And it won't get any better coming here. And I don't think physically he's good enough overcome some of the problems he has. The NFL is a tough place, man. It will break you. It'll break anybody working in it, down to the reporters, if you can't handle it. You know, the pressure is enormous. And I don't see this kid making it. And so I would rather see Washington not even be tempted. 
But when they say Washington's interested in him, who are you talking about? Because everyone's getting fired on Monday. So yeah. It doesn't matter unless it's the owner. If the owner's yeah. the guy telling them that, okay. You know, and if it's the owner, we've got another Dan Snyder problem. So I don't think Josh Harris is into it that in that way. Josh Harris is worried about the money, which is where his mind should be. I, I, you make a lot of really great points. I, I, I do not uh, agree with you putting Caleb Williams in the same sentence as a guy like Chase Young uh, because we haven't seen him do the same things that Chase Young did, you know, all obsessed with the bag of money. And, and, and look, Rick, I, I'm willing to not only put my NFL career as a quarterback evaluator on the line, I will buy you pizza once a month <laughs> for a year if Caleb Williams is out of the league in three years. <laughs> Well, okay, I want pepperoni on one side and sausage on the other, and you can send it to me. <laughs> what are you willing to give me if I was right about Caleb Williams and he turns into a star? <laughs> uh, I, I guess I'll have to buy you the same pizza back. But, I, you know, I just You could just mention me at the end that. of every one of your columns and every one of your two-minute yeah. videos. This was presented by AWOD Radio. That's what you have to there say. There you yeah. go. My, <laughs> my official sponsor. I'll be your in- I'll be your indentured servant for a year. <laughs> All right, so uh, lastly here, let's discuss this number two overall pick and how likely it is that the commanders get it because Stubb, my producer, and I were like racking our brain yesterday listening to all these clips of audio, people explaining it. And so I have the list in front of me. They need Pittsburgh to beat Baltimore, uh, Colts to beat Houston, New Orleans to beat Atlanta. That's a double um, worth that game. Green Bay to beat Chicago and Vegas to beat Denver. They need three of those games to go in their favor. Do you think that happens? Yeah, I think all. I think easily all five of them could. Really, uh, and they're, and I don't see them beating Dallas. So that's that too. But no, I think I think in all of those little clicks, I think they're going to get the two in the end. And you know, their last two number twos have been Chase Young. Okay, bust. RG3, well, the injuries. That first year was electric, you know. And then the injury happened, and the mindsets happened, and he got his mind in the wrong place, too, with the coach. They were both equally guilty in my mind on that. So number twos don't always work out. LeVar Arrington was a two. Had a pretty good career until he said, you know, he got into a big dispute with the ownership and was gone. So two's not as good a number (laughs) as you might want. (laughs) <laughs> hey, um, lastly here, we, we were throwing this around earlier on the show. Sam Howell, will he be the backup quarterback next year if they draft a quarterback, or would it be Brissett and then you either cut Sam, trade him, or move him to three? Uh, I think he'd be the two. I don't think Brissett comes back. I think he'll get a better deal elsewhere okay. uh, for it. So he's gone. You keep Sam because he's got two more years of rookie money, which is cheap. It lets you get another starter somewhere on yeah. there. And and that's that's to say that, you know, you're talking this number one's going to come in here. How many number one first-round pick quarterbacks in the last three, four years have been bust? Right. So no, a, a hundred, uh, basically a hundred percent of them besides C.J. Stroud. And, and and I hate people, you know, overhyping these rookie quarterbacks. I just, I mean... I just really believe in Caleb, and maybe I'm going to be wrong, and I'm never going to be able to evaluate quarterbacks on the radio again, but I truly believe that Caleb's the guy. After this, you're my man for punters. That's all I can tell you. Oh, man, that's Sergeant Snyder, Rick Snyder in the AWOD Army. Rick, what did you want to promote, man? Uh, I do have a book coming out around St. Patrick's Day called Presidential Force. Not that anybody will remember. We'll come back. But I've got a book I'm finishing now on every president and what they drank. You know, some of the partiers, George Washington, that dude partied with the best of them, how much he drank. 
you know, so so it's kind of a fun book outside of sports for once, and uh, you know, to do it. And you can always watch me on Rick Snyder's Washington on YouTube and Twitter. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm there too. So, you know, I won't go anywhere. The off season, still got to eat, still got to work. Where where can people buy this book when it comes out? Uh, my house, you know, no, it's going to be on Amazon, and uh, <laughs> I, I self I'm self publishing it because in this new world. You make so much more money as a self-published author than, you know, not that random house is coming to my door to buy it, but uh, it's the new way of doing things. And it'll be online. You know, but Amazon will have it too. That's awesome. Well, so, let me know if you do an audio version because I listen to a lot of audio books. <laughs> maybe, maybe you could do it with drunk. And that way, it'll, <laughs> yeah, that might be funny. <laughs> that would be funny. Oh, that's Rick Snyder. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD on The Fan.